This week's episode of Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point is sponsored by Found Penny Studio. Found Penny Studio is exclusively fulfilling our Patreon Tier 3 merchandise perk by doing what they do best, creating to celebrate everyday moments like your favorite TV series. Check out Found Penny Studio's creations at foundpennystudio.com and find Couch Potatoes Unite on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash couchpotatoesunite. You say you want to watch a drama. You say you want to watch a comedy. Well, you can watch it with your mama. Or you can watch it with your daddy. You'll even sit and watch it with your middle schooler. Potatoes unite. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast entitled Couch Potatoes Unite! Exclamation point, which is based on a blog of the same name because it's our own slice of small town life and as they say, what's in a name? My name is Kylie and I love TV. If you feel the same, keep listening in or checking out our website, couchpotatoesunite.wordpress.com, as you're bound to find some common ground for something you like. For Couch Potatoes Unite, we're all about the wonders and unique long-form storytelling of the small screen. CPU, exclamation point, hopes you've been following releases of brand new episodes of the podcast on Wednesdays, as well as new blog entries on some Tuesdays, and as always, we have several more new episodes on the way. Because the panels and I live lives behind our podcast, the episodes are published once per week. Subscribe to the blog or the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and by Google Play to stay on top of brand new episodes. Episodes already published discuss a variety of shows around the water cooler, including but not limited to Unbreakable Kemi Schmidt, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., New Girl, The Vampire Diaries, The Originals, Orange is the New Black, Supernatural, Gotham, Once Upon a Time, The Good Place, Grace and Frankie, Fuller House, Game of Thrones, and the DC Television Universe or Arrowverse on The CW. Plus, new episodes are in the works, including revisits for Doctor Who, Stranger Things, American Horror Story, How to Get Away with Murder, A Series of Unfortunate Events, The X-Files, and the Marvel's Defenders panel will talk Season 2 of Jessica Jones. We'll be launching new panels covering Sense8, iZombie, The Crown, Schitt's Creek, and Will and & Grace. And because we look back at shows now past, we'll be looking back at one of our most popularly requested panels of all time. That would be Friends, if you didn't already know. As well as a one-and-gone series called Battle Creek. By the way, did you know that CPU also, from time to time, goes live? We've been live from the bunker, Comedy Outlet Mondays at Dog Story Theater, and Grand Rapids Comic Con, and we're planning more live appearances and other cool stuff. So make sure you like us or follow us at our Facebook page, our Twitter at CPU Podcast, our Instagram at Couch Potatoes Unite, and or our Pinterest at CPU Podcast, or subscribe to the blog, our YouTube channel, our iTunes channel, our Stitcher Radio channel, or find us on Google Play. In the meantime, if you don't hear a show in this podcast format, fellow panelists and I still write reviews, and we always seek new panelists, so if you have any interest in joining the discussion, say hello by finding us at any of those outlets I've mentioned. At the very least, stop by and leave us a thumbs-up comment review. We like feedback, constructive, non-investigation, jeopardizing feedback. Trust us. Hey, it's really hard making jokes inspired by serious dramas, okay? Today we are around the water cooler and discussing season, or series if you're British, three of Broadchurch, which aired from June 28th to August 16th, 2017 on BBC America in the USA, though it aired earlier in 2017 on ITV in the United Kingdom. The third and final series of the British crime drama Broadchurch is set three years after the events of series two. 
The eight-episode season follows the rape of a local woman in the fictional close-knit coastal town of Broadchurch in Dorset, England. The Return features series stars David Tennant and Olivia Colman, as well as many other actors from the first two series. Our panel of Broadchurch devotees, namely Kristen, Nick, Kyle, Hillary, and Krista, are back after a long anticipatory hiatus to dissect in our usual devoted detail, for better or for worse, the final series of critically acclaimed Broadchurch. We'll also pause, as we always do, with our final seasons or series to look back at the show as a whole and to consider how we think it will fare after the passage of time as well as how it all came out in the wash in the end. Before we do, as always, I'm going to take a moment to double check the panel's temperature. After all, as we all know, sometimes a TV show can take turns for the better, or the worse in our heads, or can continue its level of awesomeness or lack thereof depending upon its story evolution. It should be noted that all of our panelists have viewed all of Broadchurch, and well, let's face it, discuss sensitive plot points. It is a mystery, so for those of you who are not caught up on this show, listen at your own risk, as there may be major spoilers. Welcome back, panel. How are you? Hi, Hi. I'm Hello. great. How are you? Well, you know, somber. Because we're about to talk about the last series of Broadchurch. <laughs> I know. It's a good show. It's a quality show. Are you ready to talk about it? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what we have to do. It's now time to rate your interest in Broadchurch as of its final airing. And, of course, you're going to do that along the standard CPU character question, which changes with each show we do. And I have tweaked it since it's been... Almost two years since we've talked about it last, amazingly enough. Are you serious? Wow. Our last wow. Church episode was in 2016 of spring, yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this character question's been very tweaked. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So time to refresh your memories. How would you rate your interest in Broadchurch... Or how would you rate your feelings in Broadchurch, since, you know, it's done now, after watching all three seasons? Did you watch it because you're obsessed with solving the featured crimes at any cost? Because you've somehow fallen short in the past, in your job and in life? And or because you've invested your entire identity into the job of crime solving? And or because you wanted to see the series have a good ending, like Alec Hardy? Did you watch it because you're deeply emotionally affected by the events depicted therein, as they tend to hit a little too close to home a little too often, like Ellie Miller? Did you watch it because you've suffered a terrible tragedy in the past, and watching it helps you grieve and or perhaps move on, like Beth or Mark Latimer? Did you watch it because you are deeply physically affected by the events depicted therein and wish to advocate, if able, for others who've experienced what you've experienced, like Trish Winterman? Did you watch it because you want to know the real story, the truth, whatever it may be, and however you're able to obtain it, like Ian Winterman? Did you watch it because your friends watched it, even though you weren't ready for the truth of the heinous crime being depicted, or how much it may have affected you and or your friends, like Kath Atwood? Did you watch it because you believe it addressed topical social issues of the day and how even big problems, quote-unquote, can find their way to small towns like Maggie Radcliffe? Did you watch it to be supportive of a close-knit community of other watchers for whom you may also provide spiritual guidance, like Reverend Paul Coates? Did you watch it because everyone seemed to be taking it for a ride, why shouldn't you, like taxi driver Clive Lucas? Did you watch it so you can serve as an alibi? And or because you're secretly in love with one of the main characters, like market owner Ed Burnett? Did you watch it for the first time this season, and now you think you know more than people who've been watching it all along, like DC Katie Harford? 
Did you watch it because you need an alibi like sociopath Leo Humphreys or Jim Atwood? He's not a sociopath. That's debatable. Well, yeah. one super obvious, the other one you could debate. <laughs> you didn't watch it. They're not going to answer this. You didn't watch it because its events have traumatized you or persons close to you and it's too much to handle, like Tom Miller, Chloe Latimer, Daisy Hardy, David Barnett, or Nige Carter. Or did you stop watching it because you've been run out of town for good and have to deal with your own sins before you can handle watching others like Joe Miller? Who would like to start? I... What's your name? Am Nick. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Welcome back, Nick. Thanks. <laughs> I think I have to say I'm still... I was Alicardi last time. You were. Basically just the part of being obsessed with solving the featured crimes. And then another reason I watch the show, it doesn't fit with any of your descriptions, but the chemistry between a lot of the cast, specifically Ellie and Alec. Whatever. Well, you could still be Alec there. I mean, he wanted to have a good ending. That, there. All right. <laughs> oh, I always have to talk you into one. <laughs> There's so many. I know. Well, there was a lot of people in this, and nobody there was. was. Yeah. yeah, nobody was classified as strictly irregular. This was just the cast. Yeah, so. it was an ensemble mm -hmm. cast. So welcome. You're Alec. Yep. Okay. Welcome back, Nick. Thanks. I would also say Hardy. What is your name? Oh, I'm Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Boys. This isn't the comic book panel. <laughs> they don't know you. <laughs> I mostly watch it for the mystery and to see all the moving parts and see if I can figure out where they're going with each episode and see how it's going to change and where the investigation goes. Which makes you who? Hardy. Okay. You were, last time, the way you said it on the recording was Alec or Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't know what that meant, so I just put it in there. <laughs> but welcome back, Kyle. Hi, I'm Krista. Hi, Krista. You did it. She learned. <laughs> she, yeah, everyone else got scolded. <laughs> so last time I was a cross between Alec and Ellie, and I am still. Okay. I definitely wanted to have a good ending and was very, very involved in the mystery because it went all over the place, especially this season. But I also care a lot I'm very emotionally invested. I was especially emotionally invested with Alec and his daughter Daisy. When he ripped up that ticket, I was so happy. I just love how feisty she gets and how much she cares and how sometimes that there aren't moral absolutes because sometimes you have to do the right thing in your heart, even though it's technically against the rules, which is something I can relate to. Welcome back, Krista. Hi, I'm Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Not Krista, Kristen. That's right. You said that last time. Uh, did I really? You, you said no. not confused with Krista. You say it on most of the ones that were on the That's fun. There's <laughs> okay. continuity. Cool. I didn't plan that. Okay. But totally Practice with enunciation, <laughs> which is also good. Cool. Okay. Well, I apologize. Didn't mean to repeat myself again. No, so, that's great. That's good. It's funny. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so I'm Kristen, and last time, apparently, I was somewhere between Ellie and Maggie. That's what two years ago was. Yep, apparently, <laughs> don't remember that at all. So this time, I'm going to change a little bit. I'm definitely going to go with Ellie again, because, yes, I... I'm emotionally connected to these people. Season three in particular was kind of really interesting, which we'll talk about in a minute. But then instead of Maggie, this time I'm going to go with Alec, because A, David Tennant. 
We're bringing back our sister wives. Yes. 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 Yep. So yeah, and Kyle's real uncomfortable by it. Yep. He can be uncomfortable because David Tennant is a glorious human being. Yes. So not only because David Tennant and, but I really, I also like solving like you know the the mystery of the week, the murder of the week in other shows. So yes, this one really kind of threw me for a loop for a little bit. I thought it was really well done. So Alec and Ellie for me. All right. Welcome back, Kristen. Thank you. I'm Hillary. How is everybody doing? Oh, just great. They're going to answer. Oh, they're great, Hillary. <laughs> pause, pause for response. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm still the same. I'm pretty much between Alec and Ellie and Maggie like I was the last time. But Maggie but you, fell on the scale. What does that mean? She, she's, she's big it's problems really, in small towns. It's really mostly just because I do think it addresses a lot of important topical issues that a lot of other shows are probably afraid to touch on, at least so realistically. And so I think that's mostly why I'm still saying her. I agree with the Alec thing because I like, I like the mystery that I think this show does a really good job at being against the grain with crime things. I think a lot of crime shows kind of one note. So this one does that still really well. And I did want it to have a good ending. I don't know how everyone else felt, but I really did want that. And I do feel emotionally affected by all the characters as well with the Ellie description. I mean, you get really invested in these people and they've gone through a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Hillary. Hillary, because this is not the comic book oh. panel. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. So Kyle is my husband and the moderator is my sister. What? Just in case we fight. Yeah. I know everybody's shocked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rest of us are not related in any way, shape, or form. But might as well be because yes. we do a lot of these. We do. <laughs> so pretty much. Yes. Welcome we back, Hillary. We might be distant cousins once. Am I hallucinating this? We may have. Ancestry.com, people. It's a fun resource. Whoa. That's, for a, that's for a different podcast, <laughs> but I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> and, of course, my name is Kylie, because I said that already. Last time, I was Maggie. I am not Maggie this time. Even though it does address those things, I, don't, I did not relate to that character. I'm much more in the Alec and Hardy combination as well. I wanted to have... A good ending. I wanted. I was invested in this mystery. Did you say Alec and Hardy? That's what I heard yeah. too. Okay. Alec and Ellie. <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> clarification yeah. for Laurel the listeners. <laughs> we could do that too, but that's not what we're doing. <laughs> okay, so Alec and Ellie. I can talk. You got shut down. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I care so little. It's <laughs> just Fair part enough. of our rapport. <laughs> I was invested in the mystery. I did want to see it have a good ending because I knew it was the last series. I. I was invested more in this season than I was in the second season, for sure. And with Ellie, because now we do know all of these characters, I am invested in the characters and emotionally affected by what affects them. So I was a lot easier and a lot more readily along for the ride this time than I was perhaps even, at least in the second season. Definitely the first season hooked me eventually, but I, I was at least ready when season three happens so welcome back everybody we're going to talk about our final season now after so many months but everybody likes this show there's a lot of people that like this show it's and a yet, it's show. a good show they find it later though apparently because yeah. the ratings didn't were not very good in america so we're going to talk about series three which was quite a bit different than the first two series especially in in the core mystery that they were actually trying to solve Tell us what you like, what didn't you like. The major mystery here was who raped or who sexually assaulted Trish Winterman. They had to figure that out. And Trish was a new character this season. So talk about it. I think right. it 
was interesting that the final season kind of revolved more around a new character and not as much the... Latimers. Yes. But the Latimers did still play a pivotal mm -hmm. part. And Alec and his daughter, I think, it's something I wanted to see, especially after series two. And something Hillary touched on that shows don't stay away or kind of stay away from this type of subject. Even the shows that do hit it, only they'll do an episode on it and it's not yeah. a cast member. This is, they're taking you through a whole season and now it's affecting a whole community. Yeah, um, with the Me Too mm -hmm. movement and all yeah. that. Yeah. Which, because by the time we watched this in the States, was this before? They were filming it, it was, before. It was still well. filming before, but probably by the time that, like, I, when it dropped on Netflix, when mm -hmm. that's when I watched yeah. it. So it was literally in the heart of Me all too of... broke in the fall. Yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. it was kind of, I mean, yeah, it ended up just making the season more poignant. Because mm -hmm. I definitely thought that while I was watching it, and I was like, it's been on Netflix for a while before I even watched it. It was a little bit ahead. But still, some things, there are moments that were like, oh, that is exactly what just happened Yeah. in that mm -hmm. scenario, in that scenario. It really resonated, like, especially with everything in the headlines. When they were asking her what color underwear she was wearing, I was irate. I'm like, I yeah. know they have to do this, I know they have to do this, but this just seems like, why do they need to know that? And why does it, why does it matter? What is the significance of one color over another? Right. But I was glad that it wasn't another murder. I mean, like, in terms of plotting, because... We've done that. Been there, done that. We've had some murders. Well, it'd be yeah, a little too convenient that there would be, like, I mean, right after that other big... I mean, it shocked the whole town. It's a small mm -hmm. town. It rocked their worlds, and so it'd be a little too convenient if something big like that happened immediately right after it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, like I said, they tackled another big issue because it wasn't... Even, too, with the death of Danny. Danny. Danny Lammer. Yeah, I mean, it was still... I mean, that tackled other issues, too. Like, you know, people trying to have, you know, weird relationships with younger people. So, th I mean, that was another big issue that they touched on with that. But, yeah, I was happy they switched gears, too. That's mm -hmm. basically what mm -hmm. I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, and I completely missed the fact that Season 3 or Series 3 was set three years after the events of Season or Series 2. So I thought it was only, like, a little mm -hmm. while had passed. I didn't think it had been a, a few years. So kind of looking back on it now with that kind of new piece of information everything just kind of makes even more sense of how Beth is, you know, she is trying to find that new career path to take everything that she's learned and help others. I think it added a little bit more richness into the story that we didn't pick up right after it left off. One other thing I really liked too, kind of in response to, you know, the current events that were taking place as we were watching it, was the fact that Trish was more middle-aged and she wasn't a younger yes. person. I thought that was a really, I don't know, it was a very interesting choice and I'm really glad that they made that. It also tackled other things it too. Yeah. yeah. Because people just assume that it's always people who are obviously overly sexualized in general or maybe over mm -hmm. like very, very attractive. Not to say that she isn't, but that was something that, you know, people kept questioning her through the dialogue and not believing her. And she said, oh, what, is it not because I'm your stereotypical? And she literally mm -hmm. says that. So yeah. I think that's smart so people can realize it happens to everyone. Everybody. There isn't a type. There isn't a type. No. Attacks, assaults, harassment, it happens to everybody. One of the Unfortunately. Things, yeah, one <laughs> yeah. of the things that I think the show did very well this time was to show the immediate after effects of what happened to her up close and personal. Mm -hmm. They were chilling. I don't think, I mean, I think people realize that obviously sexual assault is a traumatizing event. 
but how many people really sit and think through just how traumatizing... Like your everyday life, yeah. and it exactly. really shows how it affects everything, and I mean, in a you, continued way, because yeah. most shows that do tackle it, it like it's one and done, and like they move away from the victim and into the investigation, but this, like you see the crippling effects as on everybody. The first 20 minutes of that first episode is just them in the hospital or yeah, the crisis center. Yeah, it's collecting evidence. Collecting evidence, and it's oh. just like... Well, that's what I'm saying. You and see it's, the it's moment, moment what someone has to go through. Mm -hmm. um, David Tennant and Olivia Colman are brilliant in Well, so was the woman playing Trish, too. She's, I wish I had her name yeah. right off the top of my head. <laughs> I know. She's, she was amazing. I mean, her response, I mean, that's how I think I would feel oh, if I were in her situation yeah. and you know watching her go through that as a viewer I mean I've never had anything like that happen to me or to anybody that I'm close to but I'm I remember being told when I was younger by my parents that if I were to be in that situation make sure you know you don't shower you don't eat or drink anything you even try not to go to the bathroom until you can get to a you know a facility where they will take the evidence and so having that knowledge ingrained in me in such a young you know high school age and then watching the after effect of that happening on TV, like that was, that's rough. I'm gonna say oh her name gosh. really badly. Mm -hmm. It's Julie Hesmondhoff. Hesmondhoff. There's a lot of consonants in there. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just call her Julie. Julie H. Julie uh, Hesmondhoff. I, I wasn't that well. You weren't that off. No. Yeah. Yeah, she's Julie H. You're amazing. <laughs> Yes, that was an incredibly difficult role that she tackled. Mm -hmm. Well, and they also well, tackle, they go back and forth with deal with it in your own way, take your time, don't rush, but if you don't help us with the investigation, someone else might get raped. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. that is... Yeah. Well, it just really showed how, how different it is, too, for police versus a murder investigation, a rape investigation, yeah. and how that can be more difficult in a lot of ways, because there's... If you don't have somebody that cooperates or somebody that can't remember, you have almost nothing to go on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fight between Alec and Ellie about should we have her talk? Do we need that was a rough decision to have to make. To and they played both points of view well. Yes. Like mm -hmm. I never felt like Alec. They were both right. Right. Like and yeah. they, and they made sure it wasn't Alec has to solve this case. It was he has to solve this case because there's he a does, time factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he doesn't want this to happen. Especially when all the other women came forward. What mm -hmm. I really, I mean, at least on their parts, I mean, they had a lot of growth and arc. I mean, their personalities have changed dramatically in this season compared to the last two. They have this, yeah, they have this different repertoire between each other. Almost an easy chemistry. Yeah, yes, they, they do. reached an, unders and, an understanding And they of do each balance other. each other, which, you know, that helps because, like Nick was saying, you get to see both sides of that. And Alec, I mean, even his ability, I mean, he has softened up a lot, at least in this scenario. Alec's and, gotten harder. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. has someone. But she's also still dealing with the after effects of knowing her, her ex-husband is a murderer. And he's not that far away. Yeah. And he is not that far away. He's not in prison. Yeah, yeah. Not in prison. Still. And she's still dealing with that and confronting those own issues. So what about the Latimer side of the story? Ooh. I think it was a smart way to keep them part Involved. of it. Specifically. Beth? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I could totally believe her falling into that sort of position yes. because it's a way to help her still obviously move on, grieve, all of those things. Well, and I think it ties back to series one when she meets with the other mom who, I can't remember exactly. Oh, the exactly. girls, the, the two girls with uh, the field and the flowers. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't she pretty 
that mom was like, your life is over. And yeah. like, I think if you rewatch the series, you might see that Beth is was more likely to do this because she doesn't want to end up like mm -hmm. the other mom. Yeah. Well, it just shows the different like unhealthy grieving or using that pain to move forward and, and make your world positive versus her and her husband and him. He always stuck there mm -hmm. and pretty much has, he's crippled. His life is at a standstill from the years before. Yeah, Mark is yeah. not still dealing with it. Or well, he's dealing he's, with it, but he's, he's like still he's crying. Not he's stuck. He's like yeah. very stagnant yes. in his grief. And he still really is searching for that like closure and I, mm -hmm. I mean a little bit of revenge yeah there's yeah. definitely a vendetta element the court yeah. let him down so he yeah. wants to make sure that he gets his justice which probably would never exist really like even if he yeah. killed joe i mean i don't yeah. think it would actually you'll never anything. get that sense. yeah well i yeah. think yeah i think that's part of the message too mm -hmm. but i mean i i mean you see how those things also reflect or affect relationships it makes a huge <laughs> i mean you obviously i mean it's obvious that it would but to physically see how it ended up i mean they were already struggling as it is and then they're trying to stay together because of it and everything that they went to but because of the different positions that they are with their grieving then it's also still tearing them apart like it's a constant never-ending roller coaster of emotions mm -hmm. i can't even imagine what people who actually experience this go through i mean it's hard enough just to lose somebody on regular terms let alone because of that you know and to lose a child too it's, yeah you're not supposed to lose your child and you know i've heard you know the studies and the statistics where you know when you know when a married couple when they lose a child due to something a little more horrific like that the chances of them getting divorced or separating are, increases exponentially it's exactly yeah. and so it wasn't really surprised you know that Beth and Mark were still, you know, not living together right away. But it was really, you know, it was very sad to hear, you know, Beth, like, trying to reason with Mark and say, you know, but you still have two beautiful daughters. You have so much else going on. And he just comes back with, well, don't you still dream of Danny? And she just was walking away and yeah. says, no, I don't. I, as a reference, I, I have so much else going on. And he would want us to move on. And he doesn't even just dream. He sees waking visions yeah. of Danny. That's how acute it is for him, which I think is interesting. I also, I do agree that this part is very interesting where they're, they're showing they're kind of, I mean, Hillary said you don't often get to, to see this or to even to think through it. And it almost makes me wonder what kind of research these actors did to find those emotional centers. I mean, these roles, one of the things that I think through as I'm watching Broadchurch all three seasons, but this season particularly, is just what kind of research and emotional kind of exploration these actors had to do to find these characters on those, they're extremely dark places almost all across the board. It makes you wonder, but also makes me admire them so much. So what about, do you have something to say? No, it's just like, wow, yeah, this is a sad topic. It's a sad topic. <laughs> Broadchurch is a happy show, Hillary. I know. Speaking of not happy, so they start to do this investigation and revelations start popping up, one after the other after the other, starting with Trisha's affair with her best friend's husband. Which is maybe that was a couple super of... awkward. Yeah. That, was, that falls into the category of what is it? A weak or unnecessary plot point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Krista. But things like that do happen, though. I, I just mean, felt like with all the other things happening, you felt it was your that was your that was your breaking point. <laughs> it was just too much. <laughs> well, no, but kind of Jim Atwood being Jim Atwood 
was just like, ugh, okay, there's too many creeps in this show. Why are there so many creeps in this show? But like, but like Hillary said, that's a situation, it happens. Oh, it totally happens. But I'm like, how many well, husbands that's kind are of, cheating? Yeah, that's kind and, of what I was thinking yeah. when I was watching it too. I was like, is, it, is like Hardy the only decent guy in this entire town? Because I do agree, because I mean, they had so many red herrings for who yeah. it could be, but yeah. There were so many people who I knew, oh, they're the one who did it. It's obvious. But there was like seven of those people. Yeah. <laughs> so who were the seven people, Nick? Oh, well, it's not quite seven. <laughs> Jim Atwood, yep. the cab driver. Clive Lucas. And then... The guy who... The Ed Burnett, Ed. the grocery store owner. Yep. Mm -hmm. well, and, and wasn't Ed secretly in love with Yes, he Trish? was. Yes, he was. Did you mention like obsessively. Her? Like obsessively stalker. Like, yes. I... Yes. Like in a lot of those characters, that one and the cab driver got to a point where I'm like, okay, if it's them, then this is not. And I was going to yeah. say, yeah, going to the yeah. crime solving side of it, if you're just looking at, yes, from a strictly fictional point of view, I was like, it's a little too obvious that her stalker would be the one. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then my favorite, the swaggery little shit. <laughs> well, it's like, he's the only one I knew for sure. That was a really great description. Was involved <laughs> somehow. Well, that's what she said. Like, right that's off the bat. That's how, Oh, that's Ellie. true. Ellie You're right. That. She did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never, her, I'm never in the mood for yeah. swaggering young shits. But that, yeah, she did. Well, I and then now. I just want to say, so, so that swaggery young shit is her son's, one of his good friends, right? They're that, friends. Of they're yeah. friends. Yes. yes. Okay. He, they're, the son, his, her son, Tom, is much more friends with Clive's son, Michael, but then gets exposed to Leo, the swaggery little yeah. shit slash sociopath. Who makes that, your skin crawl, like, yeah. every second he's on the screen, even before you know he's involved. Yeah. Like, just from the moment they're talking to him. And his girlfriend does what I she's just told, was and I was one like, of the I would like to punch yeah. him in the face. Well, yeah, I mean, he had Every, to be one of the he ones. Had you to, knew yeah. he was involved somehow, like, well, right so, off the bat. Yeah, but see, you just didn't know he had how all that bad twine. he was. It was an he had all that twine. <laughs> he had too much twine to not be involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but I started to realize by the end, as things were obviously narrowing down, I mean, it became clear. I actually said it was the cabbie. Do you, do you remember? I... I was like, that's who it is. Because it has to be someone who's not super obvious. So yes, yeah. the shit guy was definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the swaggery little shit. The swaggery yes. young, young shit. shit. Thank Accurate. you. Okay, I like my short version. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, he was S-Y-S, swaggery young shit. He Do was... you bleep? I probably will... I mean, I this is a very adult shits. topic. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I was actually really surprised that it was the sun. Yeah. I actually, oh, yeah. I had, I, that was I the biggest why. twist because yeah. I mean, there's so much for his father. I think yeah. I said, I know that, I know it's, at that, there came a point, like, in the, how many episodes is there in that? Eight. 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 Yeah. Like, right in, like, the last, <laughs> I'm serious. And I said it out loud. I said, it's the, it's the, it cabbie's. wasn't the cab driver. It was the son. No. Oh, I, I said the cabbie's cabbie. son. I thought it was the cab driver yeah, I did for too. a long time. I did too. Yeah. Like, was they it, really wanted you to believe it was. Yeah. And I think, they that is the red herring that was probably yeah. the best written because of yeah. what his connection ended up And being. he knew also. Yep. Right. Yeah, that made it almost more, yeah, that was definitely more disturbing because he knew. Because mm -hmm. when he was fighting with his wife, who he was so mean to. And, yeah. you know, like, you don't even want to know Bad all the parenting. things I know. Yeah. What was the story there? I don't know if I was Effectively, they were like screwing around in college and then she got pregnant by some other guy and he, who she met before she met clive and he, he like started driving a cab and dropped out of college to support her and he resented her like 
that he was robbed of his the life he should have had. Right. So that's but, you that's know, why that I his pressed choice. this because yeah. it was his choice. It was his and choice. I was like, what well, is your he, damage? He, like, did, like, <laughs> what is your <laughs> damage, Heather? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I quote Heather's quite a lot. So he said he did the right thing because some other dude wasn't stepping up, and I'm like, but and how is that? What? How is that even? Ah, young love. But they put they put him. So the, kind of the order of the red herrings was first it was Jim Atwood because that revelation came out quickly. Yeah. And then it was the taxi driver. I thought it was Ed Burns first. They shifted to Ed being kind of like you could tell he was like being twitchy. Well, he was being twitchy. But he was because of his. But he didn't get to be red herring until daughter discovery was made because mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Another swaggery little shit, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> well, then they threw in the registered sex offender who lived yes. not too far, who had really no connection to anybody besides yeah. the fact that he was a one-time sex offender and his situation was similar to how Trish was attacked. Right. So, like, all of those came out. So, I had, I had the suspicion that it was none of them, but I just had no idea exactly where they were going with I it. never thought it was Ed Burnett. Like, no. That one never worked for me. He yeah. was too like sad sacky to be yeah. the guy. <laughs> the grocery yeah, store like guy. yeah, he he was. It's like he was still, like even though he had his own creepy factor, like he still. I mean, he still seemed like too nice of a person because he was always going out of his way to help people and stuff like that. And her, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he was stalking her, but he also did a lot of like favors for her and and took care I of never her. Never thought it was Jim about either, just because. His level of like yeah. being an a hole was too well, high. Yeah, well, he and was like too English dude, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> English yeah. dude, bro. I mean, and they were well, already. Well, it's not the same as American dude, bro. They were already having an affair, so the likelihood of him it's feeling the need her, to go and attack yeah. him. Yeah. I feel like they wanted us to think it might be her. Is it her ex? Or yeah, her, her ex. Her ex, ex was also red herring with him. Mm-hmm. With, with him the computer. Yeah. With the spyware, which he got installed through the sociopath. Yeah. yeah. So. Swaggery young shit. Yes. <laughs> S-Y-S. Well, hashtag S-Y-S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, Krista. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Woohoo. <laughs> trends? Yes. Trending now. <laughs> I will share Why it. are we trending in the broad church thing? <laughs> because we can. People need to watch. Okay. They need to know the vocabulary. <laughs> That's a good enough reason. She didn't find you on it. Keep going. So it's also the only thing that might have made some people laugh during these eight episodes. Yeah, it's true. Is there was very little oh, yeah. comic relief. Well, there was the little bit with Ellie and Alec where she catches him walking home from yeah, his date. Yeah, I was gonna say there actually is some comedic That's relief, true. and a lot that of was it does really come cute. from their bond that they have now. Yeah. Which that's why I think you said it in the beginning. That's what. I, again, you're already connected to them as it is, and plus David Tennant. Hello, and hearts, so hearts, hearts, hearts. <laughs> I have to say it. So now, <laughs> so now, yeah, when they're having their exchanges and stuff, it, yeah, that those were the bright moments because you're like, oh, now they're like besties for life. And like mm-hmm. she wanted to eat the food, and we wouldn't let her eat the food. It almost makes yeah. me want and, this and her, show to do more episodes and her bloody scotch egg. Bo, one crime a week kind of show, just, just so I can those get those two. characters. Yeah. More. yeah. I seriously also enjoyed the scene where she took down Katie, the the Ed Burnett's daughter, the new detective. Yeah. Because she was snotty. A snot. Yeah. Yep. She thinks she. I was there for Ellie when she did that. I was like, yes. Yep. I felt you like say it. They were gonna do more with that character other than her dad being a suspect. 
I think she was just there for that. Like, yeah. I thought yeah. she was there. They, they started, yeah, they started to build her up, and then as soon as that revelation, they, like, took her off the board. I, I thought after a confrontation with Ellie, we were then eventually going to find out that she had survived a rape as well. Yeah, I thought there was going to be more there, and then her relationship well, with Ellie would have shifted more. maybe they originally fought it, and then they just didn't get added in because of, like, time constraints yeah. or something. I mean, I could see that. Plus, well, she also had that confrontation with. with the sex offender. Yeah. In the oh, yeah, too. that's true. So. Like, she got really defensive about... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, like Kyle was just trying to say, there's only eight episodes. They yeah. did zoom in on her during that Women's March. They zoomed in on her being there. Yeah. They didn't zoom in on everybody. No. <laughs> they did not. That would have taken a long time. Yeah. I like, you know, all the, all, sorry, rather, the, play, the players that were. Yeah. <laughs> I also really enjoyed Alex's relationship with his daughter. I know I said that already, but mm-hmm. it was... A, yeah, it didn't was, you say that, too? No, I Kristen oh. did. Yeah, I uh, I was I found it charming. It just made him hotter. <laughs> when he rips up the ticket, that's what I was saying. When he rips up the ticket, I'm sorry, people. You, we like David. Was Tennant. he there when? Remember in series two when Ellie is finally fed up with her son and stops giving him his distance, and he like she like puts him in his place. Yeah. Yeah. Was Alec there to witness that? Because I feel no, like because Ellie told him just rip, rip, rip up the ticket, just do it. Like that's what I would do. She's like, I would just go find it, bring up the ticket, and tell her that she's staying here. I mean, she did, and then David Tennant took her advice after he yelled at those, those young lads. S Y S's. That he did. <laughs> no, that's true. Their rapport was really fun to watch, and actually made all the hard stuff they were doing. And easier again, to watch. growth for them because they were not in a great place in the beginning. So. And it's good that Ellie seems to be moving forward yes. with yeah. her. And, you know, Alec is moving forward after the whole failed situation in that other town whose name I forgot. Sandy Brook. Yeah. Isn't that it? Yeah. No, that, or is that oh, the it. Connecticut town? That's Sandy Hook. Sand, okay. San, I think it was Sandy Brook or Sand something. Sandstone. I'm like, you're actually going to... No, that's <laughs> no, the American thing. Wrong <laughs> California, what? Uh, we, uh, if you would like, please listen to our first Broad Church episode where we dissect Grace Point. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like just yeah, little tidbit. I don't remember what the name. It started with sand. I feel. I'm looking it up. Okay. <laughs> you wanted to be a dramaturg for panels. I do. <laughs> so do it. While she's looking that up, what about, so there were a couple of characters that were very, very peripheral this season. One was the Reverend, the Reverend Rory, the Reverend Paul Coates, the Reverend Rip Hunter, whatever you want. What's his real name? Arthur Dargle. Yeah, I know. I was just making sure that that was getting added. He's another person that I will go hearts, hearts, hearts for. Oh, you love Arthur? Aww. We have the same birthday. I have to love him. Birthday twin. Birthday twin. <laughs> it is Sandy. I thought so. I thought that was right, too. <laughs> then y'all were like Sandy Hook, and I was like, well, I know, I'm just, it's an unfortunate name choice now. Yeah, yes. because of the similarity. Yes. So, yeah. So, Paul. But maybe they kind of did it on purpose a little bit. I'm guessing. Maybe. When was Sandy Hook? A couple like years five ago. Five years ago. Three to five years yeah. ago. It's really bringing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's just par for the course. But anyway, I mean, they're similar topics. Yeah. 
But, okay, so Reverend Paul was only sort of in it in the sense that he was counseling the boys. And then, of course, we had Maggie's side plot, which was all about the death of journalism and the rise of your BuzzFeed-type millennial journalist reporting business. What did you think about all that? See, I kind of even for yeah, I, I, I forgot about it. It was kind of inconsequential. Like, I get what they were trying to say, but it to the whole greater story at hand, it kind of was, I, probably not as necessary. But, I mean, I get why they were saying it, and but I still think it was at least pigeonholing maybe a whole group that they probably shouldn't be. I mean, I get maybe talking about, you know, the possibility of, again, having a lot of the younger characters were kind of all bratty, and I think that's overgeneralizing. I would agree <laughs> this time, and I also would say that Maggie's story was a complete and utter distraction, yeah. which had absolutely no bearing on I think on it, it was there so that they could have those scenes where they were all reading the article at the same time or hearing it on the radio at the same time. Well, that is what? a terrible is reason it? to have a whole side plot, because I think we as the audience can do that. We don't need them to do that. Well, you know, they at the end of all the episodes, they would show everybody reacting to whatever just occurred. In their own little, in their own homes. Right. They, That's they, the broad church way. They really enjoyed doing that. <laughs> they would need them to have like you know a story to read. Broad church echo. Okay. Or it could have just not been going down the toilet, and it could have been just fine, and we could have never ever heard about it ever again, and that would have been just fine also. Or it could have just been it was struggling, and we didn't need to. Or maybe they were just trying to wrap up her side of things too, because right. it was the last series, so they that's what they came up with. Well, I also just yeah. feel like her character wasn't like I liked it in series one, and then. Series 2, it felt like. Because of her relationship with the barrister, they got Joe Miller off. I mean, that's that's right. really yeah. what needed wrapping up, and they didn't even touch on that. No, so. she was like on vacation or something. Yeah, but he, yeah. yeah. Did, wasn't her annoying nephew around in the in season 1 or something? In season 1. Yeah, he's the one who wrong. brought in other people because he was trying to get this story yeah. to go national or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the words they use. I just thought it was kind of, it dragged it down. Yeah. Yeah. And not in like a somber way, but just in a Pacing in terms way. of I wanna watch it way. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so. And the answer is we don't. All right. <laughs> so sorry, woman who plays Maggie. It's not you. No. Just your story. Just your story. Yeah, because I really like that character. Yeah. Especially series one. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I just yeah, they shoehorned her in because we knew who she was. Mm -hmm. yeah. In some ways, I felt the same about the Latimers, but at least they had a dovetail that made sense to me. So. And that was the main, like, that was Broadchurch. Series 1 came out, and it was about them, so to not let us know what was going on. Right. Was yeah, because if they, if they weren't in there, we'd be like, well, are they just going to ignore them? Right. right. <laughs> they were, you know, main characters in Season 2 also. So. Right. Exactly. Yes. So what do we think of Mark visiting Joe? Because that was a whole Yeah, what do we think about Mark visiting Joe? I it's pretty was intense. glad he didn't kill him, which was his, in in yeah. his intention. Mm -hmm. But yeah. It was pretty intense. It was pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, it kind of helped bring him closer to closure. Yeah, it brought him closer to suicide. Suicide. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, he thought it would give him closure, and he realized about the suicide. He realized thing. that that hole wasn't going to close, and that's when he tried to kill himself because he he really thought that confronting him would be the end of the line for that. He, just, he realized it's never going to stop. Okay, so again, it's showing the really darker side of you know the effect that this sort of grief will have. On and you. Joe, 
I ruined my whole life. I don't have my family anymore. Can you tell that to the father of the child you killed? Yeah. But there are still yeah. people yeah. who say stuff. Again, it's a yeah. lot of realistic things happening here with these characters because, of course, that's not what you would want them to say. But there are people who like that it. out there who yeah. say that and justify. They only see the their version of the world is yes. centric to themselves. and that happened. Didn't Larry Nassar complain that the, his feelings were getting hurt from having to face all of his victims? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's what he that's, did. That's yep. It's hurting my feelings. It's hard to watch. But that's, I mean, that's that's one of the complex human aspects of sort of these kinds of crimes. It's it's there's something clearly psychologically off. Yeah. More often than not, with the people who would actually do something like this, and I think what the show did and actually did very sensitively, without going to an aggrandizing place is show this man who is, I mean, all of us are watching him and we hate him because we know what he did and he got off scot-free because he had a really effective lawyer who poked holes in all of their cases and whatnot. But at the same time, that happens every day. And we're watching that reaction. and, And there's at least a small part. I think the show challenges you to have a small part, a small, tiny, iota crumb of pity for people like Joan Miller. But at the same time, you also have your Mark Latimers who will never get some yeah. kind of emotional release, or yeah. release for the fact that he knows who killed his son, his son is now dead, and had all these other things happen to him. And there's no way that he can kind of, as Hillary and Kristen both said earlier, he's stuck. There's nothing to unstick him. Yeah, there was a moment when he was talking with Joe where he's like, but I always felt like if I was just there, I could have stopped. And he's like, no, he was already dead by then, by the time I saw you in the parking lot. But I think like, that's the moment that was that, that moment clicked him. for yeah. him where he was like, yeah. this is never going to ever get better. Right. And then he chooses to kind of row out in a rowboat and... Drown himself. Drown himself. But is found with hypothermia. He is found. And when Chloe was just like, why aren't we enough? And I was just like, oh, honey. Yeah. No, it's, that's true. That's a heavy topic. As far as how do I feel about it, I'm glad they broached it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if they're going to broach everything else, they might as well have broached this. Yeah. Because yeah. it's real. It happens. That's what I'm saying. It happens all the time. It's like you just, it's just, it's one of those things people don't want to think about it happening, but it does. And it, I think it's doing at least a service to those people. You can never, like, obviously fully encapsulate how people feel when they're going through those things but i think it's different for different people i think it is important to educate which is also how i feel about a couple of other shows that have been controversial that tackle some big issues like that but 13 reasons why is an example but like in general i think that's why it's important it's it's educating more for a lot of people who would never even think twice about what goes on for these other people and you know people in general just say stupid things like even when you like i said even just when you like lose someone in general or anything it's and they don't mean to but it just happens because it's our nature you want to be able to say something you just don't know what and so i don't know i I just basically think it's good for everybody to kind of watch something like that yeah well i mean like like, people that commit suicide like he tried everyone's like well he had this to live for and this to live for why would he do it but they don't understand that though they don't see that they just yeah. see like the black hole and they did a really good job showing like he has this loving family he has this he, community that's yeah. that's supporting them but yeah. he's just he can't get past it he can't climb out of it 
Yeah, it defies logic. There was one nice moment with Maggie yeah. where she was like, she quit over the idea of printing that story, which was a nice closure way of wrapping her up. They show all sides. Like, they show Beth, we already talked about it, but it's a good juxtaposition of having both mm -hmm. parents, someone who she's still struggling to get through it, but it she's basically is it like the best case yeah. scenario. And Mark is the worst case scenario. Of, I'm sure there's everything in between, but you couldn't have them both struggling. It would have been a much harder show to watch, and you couldn't have them both doing well because that wouldn't be realistic enough. And I just like how Beth was able to be there for Trish a lot. I don't know. I thought, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, here you are. I mean, it ends up, that's what ends up happening in a lot of those situations, too. You have someone who's been through something very traumatic, who even if it's not the same exact situation, can fully empathize with a lot of the feelings you're going through and therefore be for that other person. Well, and it's like, what happened to her son was horrible, but she wasn't, like, at her best. She was just kind of a housewife, and it's kind of like this horrible thing happened to her, but she's taking it and making herself better and more proactive in her life and not just because mm -hmm. she was kind of depressed and like stuck but now she's like more out in the world and doing good so how do we feel about the series ending we find out that first of all it's the sys who masterminds yeah we can talk about that yeah, yeah. masterminds the gang rape it's kind of a gang rape it's really just that's essentially yeah. what it is he yeah. thinks He's teaching them something, mm -hmm. essentially. I think the creepiest thing about him was that to him, it wasn't a big deal at all. Like, just how many times he did it? Before. Yeah, exactly. Just, it's, it's not a, like this life shattering thing. It's just fun. Yeah, like just go ahead. Just go tie her up. Just go, you know. Well, yeah, no, he's one of the apologists that say, well, women want this. Yeah. That's what yeah. his confession is. Women want this, so therefore... Yeah. Now, was, it, was he the one that was supplying the other boys with porn? porn? Yes, yeah, okay. he was. So he's already He was basically doing most of the bad things. He was yeah. kind of, like, turning well, people... He was, like, turning the, all, like, pretty much that community more like him in subtle ways. But had done so in other communities as well. Because yeah. that's when we find out the other victims come forward, they're all tied back to him. With Michael Lucas, like, loaning his girlfriend. I'm like, as soon as, soon as I saw that, I was like, oh. You're asking if that's a thing, but I'm sure it's been a thing. No, I'm, yeah. sure, it's a, I'm sure it's been a thing. Yeah. But just the, the whole way of how he treated his girlfriend, I mean, I think that was supposed to be maybe what Hillary picked up on. Which was, he's, he's the guy. He's the bad one. Because it was very subtle, the way they plotted that. It was. Everyone's having that skeeved out moment. I yep. mean, it's like, but you felt like a lot of the emotions with it. Like, man, I was pretty pissed. Well, yeah. I think Ellie's reaction was mine. Like, I would have reacted the same damn yep. way. And, you know, part of it is just pure rage and anger. Like, mm -hmm. how would you even think, think that? This is okay. How would right. you think this is possible? Right. But part then of he's it such is such a cocky... Yeah. Emmer effort about it. Yeah. Know? Well, and very chilling the way it is too like there's also an abject horror that comes with it and disgust like where is your brain even think that this yeah. is okay and you meet his father who's by no means you know a great human being no. either yeah. but you would never suspect that he would be so far afield into this kind of lifestyle it's a gentle word for it but yeah i guess fetish or whatever it is that that brings him here, so... I mean, some people just think it's their right to do stuff like that. It's yeah. like an entitlement, which is... I mean, to, like, normal thinking people, that's mind-boggling. But that's 
There are a lot of people like that. There are a lot yeah. of people like that. And so again... Who aren't even sociopaths and think that. Right. Uh, exactly. Mm -hmm. So again, it's another one of those things where, yeah, it's it's very haunting to watch it and you feel that rage and everything. But it's so accurate. Again, I keep going back to there's just so many accuracies of how realistic these things can be in this one series. I mean, it was in the other series, but this one, I don't know. This one was, yeah, struck a chord with me more for some reason. We're talking a lot about Leo, because he's the, the bad guy of the series. The villain. Yeah, but <laughs> Michael Lucas also rapes Trish. Yes. Like, he's yeah. the one that actually raped her, yeah. And the show, I don't know about you, but I also felt bad for Michael. Like oh this, yeah. Well, he's yeah. so clearly he was, so lost. Yeah, and, and whatever really he's and, and whatever he's going through. I mean, he was already. Yeah, he was so beaten down down by his dad that yeah. he was like a puppet, pretty much. Well, yeah. Kristen just said it. It was coercion. coercion. Leo based he his him. Yeah. Yes. He legitimately groomed him. Well, but also tied consequences to if he decided not to do it. Like if you don't do it, I will yeah. or we will. And so you know. Lost is a good word. He literally did not know what else to do by the time And it's they like, who do point. you go to? And yeah, when you're young and stuff like that, I mean, some people can't just stand up and say, no, I'm not doing this. You know, I, I'm trying not to. It's really hard for me not to swear sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, as I'm saying, there are some people who they don't, even when everything's happening like that, like some people still at least have the ability to compass their way through it and be like, okay, how do I get myself out of this situation? But there's a lot of people in their situation, they can't. Well, and a lot of times it's, you have a parent you can go to. Right, and, and clearly he, he did, did not. Not. <laughs> not a one of them. Yeah. Because the, the mom was just so cut off and yeah. almost dead inside on the outside. <laughs> and it's probably going to mess him up for life too. I oh, mean, it's yes. not just Trish. Unfortunately, it will also be this kid. I mean, yeah. he he will have to go through the rest of his life knowing what happened and beat himself up over it because he was a sex offender. Yeah, yeah, and he will have to still go through all of the consequences. And some people would say, "Oh, you should." I'm not saying that that's not wrong either, but he's facing way more of that. It's not a traditional situation, is what I'm saying. How is that as an end for the series to you? I, mean, I guess it's pretty powerful writing. That we didn't just get, we found out who did it, and we'll maybe get justice. I don't know why that surprised me, since Joe didn't get justice. So I guess it's par for the course for the show. It didn't let me down. It just kind of ended like it was a normal day. Like they were going to go yeah. get some fish and chips and have a, have a nice evening and go to work the next day. Yeah, their work is never done. That ending fit for me because that's who they are. Theoretically, if they came up with stories, they could come up with new seasons and, and keep going with this. But of course, as we know, Chris Chibnall is now the showrunner on Doctor Who, so Broadchurch is done. But this is something that I, whether they do it or not, I would five, six years down the road if they The way, the way they yeah. have it set up, they could pick it up at any time. So. And the longer yeah, the way, the better it would be for me, just because it is a small town. I don't want a horrible crack. Right. Yeah, you don't it's want not the... like Murder, She Wrote, where somebody dies every single week. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because of the seriousness and realism that comes along with this show, I mean, I think in some ways it's kind of good that it's only got a few seasons, just mm -hmm. because, yeah, you don't want to keep... And, and the cast is obviously amazing. They are wonderful, and the writing is really amazing, all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, yes, it's not like a traditional crime show, which is all still about serious stuff, but at the same time, it's not, it's not focusing as 
often as much so heavily on the realism of it. So if it kept happening in this one little town, it'd be a little... Hard, far-fetched. Yeah. yeah. More yeah. so Dexter than in other scenarios. Well, yeah, I had a, actually conversation with Kylie yesterday almost saying the same thing. It's like, I would much rather have a series or a show that tells a specific story, and yes, we're going to run two yeah. seasons, three seasons, and tell that story really well, than have it go and on enriched. and on, yeah. and yeah. just become really repetitive and almost painful to watch. This is probably the show I like the most, that I'm happy is done after only three seasons. Yeah. I mean, they could have they could have ended after two. I would have been happy with the season two finale as well if that was the series I'm really happy finale. they did a third. I'm, I'm not happy, happy I they liked, did a third, but they could have ended Especially because I didn't love season two. But on rewatch... my least favorite. On rewatch, yeah. though... That's good segue, Nick. So now that we're talking about the end of the series, which season was your favorite and why? And which season was your least favorite? Can I, I can rank them? Which is that it's one. One, three, two. Yep. One, three, two. One, three, two. Agreed. The exact same. Yep. Yeah, what? Same. This never happens in the comic book ones. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. It's because like Spencer isn't here. Oh. I think oh, what I would do is I would go one and then... And but they're like almost, almost. Yes, they're close. Guess. They're close. Season but one is still They're just way. They're different topics. Right. But, but the first one was so like when you watch it the first time. Even again, that's a lot more impact. Impact yeah. and so much more mystery and. Yeah, I was gonna say you, I got, mean, you got introduced to everybody. Everybody and, and yeah. the who done it and all of that jazz, which is what made it such a such a sensation when it came out. Like everybody yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, wasn't it super? I mean, it was super big in England, wasn't it? It was. It's very big in England. Yeah. It's won awards. It's beat other I mean, shows that are popular, like I, Sherlock and Doctor yeah. Who at award shows. I remember watching David Tennant in an interview saying that you know they never expected that sort yep. of reaction. They just thought it would be a quiet little drama. Yeah, that would kind of just and they away. and they want yeah, and they wanted it to be something that was like good material and everything that people would get something from, but they never expected it to become like a phenomenon. So, well, and I think it's just the craftsmanship. I mean, they won a lot yeah. of awards. BAFTA Awards, actually, for just how well directed, how well shot it was, yeah, was one of their awards. It's beautifully shot. It's visually stunning. Each and every season has its own sort of pastiche that works really, really well for the mystery that they're being told, not to mention the fact you have scenic southern England with the coast. Super yeah, pretty. Beautiful. Like, outside of the stuff that's happening, I would love to visit Can there. Can we take right. a CPU broad church panel field trip? <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's do it. So you're funding it, right? That's what I heard. I'm here for it. Work expense, tax write How about we'll work on that? Someday. Goals. Hashtag goals. CPU goes international live from the fictional town. That would be the awesomest thing in the world. We could do a little tour. We could go to Cardiff and do a Torchwood podcast. Doctor Who. I'm all for it. Oh my gosh. Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Game of Thrones up in Ireland. Yeah. I'm not on the show. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Every we time. can still go to 221 Baker oh, Street. Oh yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> That's still there. So there. The museum is there. Yeah, Don't listen to Nick about Game of Thrones. I just wouldn't want to be on a podcast since because I Because he's it. stubborn, listener. Don't <laughs> listen to him. Hillary's exactly right. Now <laughs> <laughs> what about 
was You're this. You're telling the listeners not to listen to a panelist. That's just, just like a about mission. Game <laughs> of Thrones because he won't watch it because he says, I just boring. wouldn't watch that. It seems boring. Blah, blah, blah. I'd rather watch Lord of the Rings or read Lord of the Rings, which I don't have time It's for. not the same, and this is a different podcast. I would so, like to point out other shows that you're watching that are definitely more in the boring realm. Like what? Name three. This is a different <laughs> podcast. <Wow. laughs> okay, sorry. We'll talk about that. on topic, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. That's why I'm trying to moderate. <laughs> what? So was the series finale for Broadchurch a proper send-off for our characters? That's yes. Exactly. Yeah. So you, saw, you yeah. saw both of their growth. Yep. You saw that they're in good places in their life so much better than they were in the first season where we met them. All of them. Yeah, and and most of them. Yeah. Hardy could have easily not lived in Broadchurch, and I love that. That he, he stayed. stayed. He, stayed. he yeah. became invested. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously the things that happened to him in the past didn't have as nice of an ending, so at least he was able to find a place for him as well. Yep, I agree. I think they left it perfectly, but, you know, as other panelists have said, if they pick it up in five or ten years and make another series, why not? Cool. Why not? That's true. I agree with that too. I'd watch the it again. The British shows they do re- that from time to time. They yeah. do from time to time. Like they do lot. that frequently. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it just shows too, like you know, these they created characters that people are really connected to, and a story that people responded to well. And if they want to check in every once in a while, why not? Go for it. As long as Even you a, a red nose day. Tell. I'll take a red nose day. That would be weird. That'd be weird for a drama. It's a comedy. The red nosing is comedy. Yeah, but some dramas do them sometimes, and they they're cute. Well, but there's your Downton Abbey red nose day, and then there's your Broadchurch red nose day. I would day. watch that if it was just them two bickering. I would watch that. I yeah. mean, to be fair, if David Tennant appeared in a coffee commercial, I'd probably watch it. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so are you gonna see his horror movie that comes out in a week? Sure, I want to. I'll do it. Oh, no. Let's go. I'll probably do this a lot. Good Samaritan? Yes. Is that what Yeah, it's it's Good Samaritan. Yeah. (laughs) Kristen's like, yes. There. Kristen's on top. I'm not going to. I saw the preview last week before. (laughs) We can do a field trip to that. Done. (laughs) I've got movie pass. All right. Well, hard pass. So you guys have fun. Okay. David Tennant, hard hard pass. Open your horizons, Kristen. It's David Tennant. Clearly she's not as dedicated to David Tennant as the rest of the That's fine. Sister <laughs> wife is being broken up. Yeah, we only have oh. three now. We've got three. We're she's, fine. She's That's okay. More of him for oh. us. Do you think wow. Broadchurch would hold up with the passage of time? Why or yes. why not? Was it time for it to go, or would you have watched more seasons? Should it have ended sooner? I feel like we've answered that question. Yeah, we yes, just we, we all would yeah. watch more if they brought it back. We just and it holds up. So Chris Chimnall created this one, including Camelot and of course the other versions of Broadchurch. And I asked this the last time because it's I always ask it in the first and the last episode. This just happens to have two. Would you watch anything else that Chris? Chris Chibnall creates. Possibly. I, I usually. I'm, if it's I'm as good as Broadchurch, no. yes. If it's as bad as Grace Point, no. So a show comes out and all you know about is he did it. Are you going to see where it I'm falls or see. wait to I, hear? I'm, like I, said, I mean, I, he's going to be busy. He's, I usually, yeah. I'm usually a hard <laughs> no, but Dr. I actually Who? really like the stylistic yeah. choices and a lot of the plotting. I mean, there's a lot of pressure with Doctor Who. I'd watch right. it, but we are about to go into a Chibnall-era Doctor Who, so we'll see what right. happens to yeah, and Plus, I think, yeah. he's got the first female Doctor, who happens to be Jodie Whittaker, who, who played Beth Latimer. Latimer. <laughs> and I think, oh. I, think, I think I 
said this on the Doctor Who podcast, or maybe I was planning to whenever we did it. We talked about that Chris Chibnall was going to be the new showrunner on the last one. We did. And I think I said something along the lines of knowing what he's done with Broadchurch. I feel Doctor Who is in really good hands because I really like what he did here. It's going to go a lot darker. Which is, I'm fine with. I like a darker Doctor Who. That so. sounds like something she would say. Yeah. <laughs> Not like in a bad way. That no. sounds like exactly like what she would have said. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I just, yeah, I, I, enjoy I, the think trailer it, I think it'll work. I'm looking like Little Red Riding Hood. With their blue What's with you and all the red? What? The red hair riding hood? The red nose? I don't know. The red herrings. But yeah, I think I guess you can do Chris is like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just to, to finish real quick, I think it's. So, Doctor Who aside, because yes, I'm going to watch that regardless, and I'm really excited for and it. And it's an upcoming panel revisit. Woo woo, finally. But if, you know, post Chris's Doctor Who days, or if he finds some time on the side, I would watch something that he does depending on what the synopsis of the show is, because that's. you can't always just judge it by its creator. And there's well, only especially, so especially if it's him with David Tennant again. Like, I feel like... They're a good team. Yeah, they're a great team. Yeah, I think I, I would be sold on his name alone. Even unless the synopsis was just so far, right. like, out of my interest, I think yeah. I would come to watch like it. Like, if it's something... If you like Grace Point, you'll love. Well, I know that Grace Point's really broad church, so my brain would be able to adjust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, it was just the translation didn't work over here. I just think I, Fox is probably the wrong network for that. Fox too. was the wrong network. They shouldn't have sent it in California because I California and Southern England. No. It, it was, was California. Yeah, California. Northern California. Northern California. Weird. Okay. And that's just not the same setting, scenic, you know, anything as, as Southern England. Southern England, I think you can buy it a little bit more just because there are really small towns there. And in California... No, it's just too populous. Plus, the, the ensemble was just not as yeah. good. Yeah. The cast was so, so much weaker. It was. Even, and I'm sure Anna Gunn is, is really great and blah, 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 whatever she was on Breaking before. Bad. Breaking mm -hmm. Bad, but. She is good on that. She's amazing yeah. in Breaking Bad. But yes. Her chemistry with David is not the same as Olivia's chemistry with David. Which is crazy because the more I watch David Tennant do, everyone he's like paired with. He's, I always want to see those two people. Like, because he's brilliant. He's, he could have Olivia chemistry with Olivia Coleman is also brilliant. She is. But so not Anna Olivia Coleman. She is brilliant. She's had a and long, so long career. Tate. Like, he has these... That's true. I don't know. Maybe it's just when you get two really right. good actors together. I can't wait to see her on the crown. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Olivia Coleman. She is playing the older QE2. I just want to see DuckTales where she's Magicka... Despair. It's a David Tennant Scrooge McDuck. He's Tales. a wonderful Scrooge McDuck. I've seen one episode. This is so our generation. <laughs> this is awesome. Apparently he still was watching it today and my mom was like, they don't sing the same song anymore. And she was really upset. Well, that is a good song and I'm with her on that. No, she's like, they, they don't go woo-hoo. Yeah, like, they do. According they to, do a little bit. This is according to my mother. I don't know. No, it's the same theme song. They just re-recorded it. Well, I don't... It's there, Krista. Trust me. It's there. <laughs> I, I heard the... I watched the thing. You shared it on Facebook. I saw it. And That's it for our DuckTales podcast. It does tie into Broadchurch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the pilot ends on a weird, sad note for DuckTales, they're, they're going to find out... DuckTales? <laughs> no, but they're trying to find out where Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mom... Like, oh, what happened to her? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what you're going to end on for this kid's show? 
Yep. It's weird. You can cut that Doctail's out. Got, <laughs> Doctail's got sad, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David Tennant bringing the, bringing the seriousness. I guess. But, Speaking oh. of all of these people, would you follow David, Olivia, Jody, or any of the other people in the cast? I already projects? am. We already do. We that. are. That's true. We are actively <laughs> following these people. That's true. I mean, David, I'd follow to the ends of the earth. <laughs> hearts, 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 hearts. Wow. <laughs> He's in my five. I don't even yeah, have a significant he's, other. Yeah. <laughs> he's all of my five. Yeah, he's a that's one through five. He's I five for me that. too. No. He's really not, but I like to. Yeah, we all know your line. <laughs> <laughs> we know most of your five from other five. <laughs> that's so true. He probably comes up with you the most. <laughs> Because it's not like the rest of us don't talk about boys. No. I mean, I don't know. We talk about boys a lot. We really do. Kyle's like, yes. He's a sweet husband, that one. Men are attractive. (laughs) Kyle and Nick agree. (laughs) (laughs) Nice little sidebar, Chris. Men are attractive. Especially if that man is David Tennant. Hearts, hearts, Comic relief. <laughs> would you recommend Broadchurch to others? Yes. Yeah, yes, if I would preface it by the saying, though, no, it is going to be heavy. With but yes. But yeah. it is, yeah. it, it's amazing. All the other things, yeah. well acted, well written. My sister did not tell me the heavy factor before. It's a great She's mean. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you, you like those British shows like Downton Abbey and IT Crowd? And I said, yes. Those are two very different things. And I think she, and I was like, yeah. I should be like, oh, is this going to be like the IT Crowd? Because she said it no. like a comparison. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, oh, you just like British shows. She was like, she said it like a comparison. Yeah. So that would she become, she might have been pregnant at the time. We'll, get, we'll give her a break. Okay. <laughs> Hormonal effectiveness. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that happens to her. <laughs> she says it herself. I don't, I don't know. I would recommend Broadchurch as well. I think it's amazing. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> With an appropriate disclaimer. With an appropriate disclaimer. Yep. I wish I had had the disclaimer because I thought, man, this is heavy. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I mean, I knew the general synopsis that it was small town England, local young boy gets murdered. Oh, yeah. You solve the crime. But there's so much more to it than I just I didn't know that even that a young boy got murdered until Beth Lamb was running down the road to go to the beach. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, oh that broke oh God. still breaks my heart. Oh, God. She's going to find this. She's going to find her son. She's going to find her son. I don't know. And I was, yep. I had to pause and take a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. There <laughs> might be not how it happened for me, but, yeah, something similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's very heavy, but it's very, very, very well done. It yeah. is... Probably one of the best shows that I've watched. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. I feel like it was on my top five. I don't was know if I'd go that far, but oh. I think yours might have been, yeah. And our top five. I just five think it's so life. well made and so well acted, and the story is so good. It's hard to. I just didn't remember seeing that before, but it is really good, yeah. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Anything else wow. you want to say about Broadchurch, either series three or the whole show? David Tennant, hearts, 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 hearts. hearts, hearts. Oh, there That's you go. So <laughs> <laughs> that gets said every comic book it's, podcast too. It's gonna get said all the times, yo, because it's, it's David six Tenet. degrees of David Tennant, everybody. 
It's just really good. We yeah. all, it's really good. We all clearly are in unanimous thought process yes. about this show, and that doesn't always happen on these. Yeah. So. Heck no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most agreeable podcast no. panel I've ever had. hasn't even time. yelled at me. What? Yeah. Hillary hasn't even yelled at me this Do time. Do I usually yell at you? You yell at someone every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yelled at me at the only other time we were on a podcast together. It was the top oh, five one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know why? You yelled at Nick and I a lot. <laughs> yeah. I feel, she was well, spicy he, that day. Wow. First off, he just likes to egg people on, so he invites it. That's true. And you just, I, I just feel like we could help you. I feel like I'm great. I feel like I enjoy the things I like and I'm good. Speaking of things that I like, I like how Broad Church is rewatchable. <laughs> is it? I think so. You, even though you I've rewatched it many times. Yeah. I would well, say the first and third. I have a hard time rewatching yeah, the second. Yeah. The trial is so frustrating. It, is. it like it makes me physically angry. So it's the so asterisk, yeah, the know. first and third seasons yeah. are rewatchable. I don't, yeah, I yeah. agree that the second one, the trial, is just so... And it's supposed to be, don't, but it... You don't but necessarily yeah, need to watch season two to no. have the, the two books. Like, yeah. That's kind of true. Like, you just basically... Watch learn. one and then three. If you watch the first episode of season two and then the last episode of season two, it kind of makes sense. So... So it's a miniseries. Yeah. It does kind of work. You're like, we hate Joe. He's a murderer. Oh, he got off. Well, season two has so much of that other case. Yeah, yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which doesn't actually marry up to the no. two cases. It's because oh, we can't just have a whole series where we're in a courtroom, so we should have something else going on. Though, mm-hmm. though truthfully, that like other case, you don't. There's like little pieces that you get along the way, but you mostly don't find out what happened until that yeah. last episode. And That's it's true. the usual. Hey, it's worse than we thought. It's broader. If there's nothing else and you've all said what you're going to say, then I'm going to say thanks to Nick, Hillary, Kyle, Krista, and Kristen for joining us on our Broad Church panel, of which this is the last episode. But fear not, because CPU is produced by Back Pocket Productions, run by yours truly, the Chief Couch Potato, and Alice from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Please, if you like what you hear, take the time to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. Please give us stars, comments, reviews, let us know how we're doing, talk to us, tell us what you like, what you don't, what we need to sort of figure out to make better, we're, we're open to that. If you have suggestions on shows we might consider, contact us at our website, couchpotatoesunite.wordpress.com, via email at couchpotatoesunitepodcast at gmail.com, or via Facebook and Twitter. Though, of course, we add new and old shows to chat about around the water cooler all the time. Other shows besides Broadchurch. In fact, we have several more new episodes coming down the pike, and if you miss old episodes or want to know in general what we cover or want to tell us what you think we should be covering, we're everywhere. Just find us. Search for us. We top Google searches under our name because people... People are listening, folks, and we thank you for it. Subscribe at our website, our channels, our social media accounts. Stay up on those new events and episodes. Broadchurch is available to stream on, you guessed it, that streaming service with the little red icon whose name we say too much. That would be Netflix. But you can find it there and watch the whole series. Our coverage of Broadchurch as a panel is now done, though I wouldn't be surprised if it cropped up in other discussions, and it already has, from time to time. If you have nominations for shows we should cover on our podcast, contact us in the ways I've mentioned. You can volunteer to be a panelist, too. In the meantime, and until next time, until next episode, new episodes are published every Wednesday. Keep listening. Keep watching. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.